Hi, it's Rabbi Jim Egolf. I want to thank you so much for joining me this week. Well, I've been on vacation and have not been keeping up with uh, podcasting lately, but I want to thank you for joining me for this Torah portion as we talk about Shoftim. A Torah portion literally that speaks to how ancient Israelites were to pick and the qualities that they wanted to make sure that they saw in their judges. So this week we're going to talk a little bit about that, about how rabbis were supposed to manage the various demands of sacred judgment, and more importantly what it means for us as we, well maybe sometimes we judge without even thinking that we are. You can always, I'd love to hear what you think, so you can always email me at rav, as in Victor, jim at aol.com, or you could always call me at 610-624-3441. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Shalom. So I've been out of town for a while, and I'm finally back. This week's Torah portion shof team, well, it gives us some warnings. It starts off, it says, You shall appoint magistrates and officials for your tribes and all the settlements that Adonai your God is giving you, and you shall govern the people with due justice. You shall not judge unfairly. You shall not show partiality. You shall not take bribes. For bribes blind the eyes of the discerning and upset the plea of the just. Justice, justice, you shall pursue. So that idea of justice, justice, you shall pursue. Rabbis in the Midrash, because elsewhere, were also warned about this idea of judgment and not being partial in it. Going to this issue that, you know, perhaps, um, well, perhaps in a court, rabbis would show deference to somebody who was wealthy. People have this idea today, and you know the term, and so apologies to anybody who might take offense, but when somebody's in trouble and they have means, they lawyer up, meaning that they get as much legal counsel as they possibly can to defeat, and of course that counsel costs money. And so the courts were, and the Torah is sitting here and saying, look, don't allow that to be something that impacts upon the judgment that you render in a court that is supposed to be about justice, justice coming from the Torah. On the other hand, though, the rabbis had another warning, which was that, look, don't let the judges sit there and say to themselves, you know, if we don't find in favor, favor of the poor person in this particular case, then that person is going to need sadaka. They're going to need to have charity. They're going to need to live off the dole of the community. So you weren't allowed to find in favor of a poor person just because later on they might, you know, need to go back to the community for charity. Rather, justice was supposed to be something that was equal. Whether you were rich or poor, great or meek, it did not matter. Justice, justice you shall pursue. Justice was to be blind. Though I, I would say that we struggle with this issue more than anyone. I know that I, and, and probably you, break this verse, not in a court of law, but we break it in terms of our dealings with other people. I mean, 
there are times when we are lenient because we find a person attractive or we're harsh because somebody tends to be a little too difficult. We're easy with somebody who's easy to get along with. And sometimes we're harsh with somebody who's strange or different or has a certain unique personality to them or unique trait. We have a hard time not judging when we see somebody. We have a hard time listening to the issue at hand. And I was particularly drawn to this topic this week because of the issue with Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong, as you may have heard, gave up his attempts to prove his innocence, uh, giving up his counterclaims, and the media has rushed to proclaim him guilty and say this is an admission of guilt by Lance Armstrong to doping. Now, honestly, I have to tell you, I don't know what he did. You don't necessarily know what he did. If he did not cheat, you know, only Lance and God will ever know that. Think about it. Only he and God will ever know it. If he did cheat, Lance, God, and those who helped him will know. How we judge him, we often think is about somebody like Lance Armstrong. We think it's about the object of someone who we judge. But ultimately, judgment, and this is a little difficult for us to take in, judgment, our judgment, is often more commentary on ourselves. It's about us. We all struggle with this verse when it comes to our judgment of others and ourselves. We are so quick to be sure that our opinion is the right one, that we are the rich or the wealthy or the great person. We believe that whatever judgment we render has to be right. And then we go off into this mode of trying to prove how right we are to others. Sometimes we show too much deference to our own thoughts. So, in conclusion, I'd like to share with you the teaching of um, Hillel Silverman, who points to the beginning of this particular Torah portion, and he points to the unique wording of how this Torah portion begins, Shoftim. He says, the Hebrew, Titen Lecha, shall you make for you, suggests that before we presume to pass judgment on others, we should judge ourselves. The rabbis admonish us, correct yourself and then correct your fellow man. How often do we criticize our neighbors for the very failings and sins of which we ourselves are guilty? So when we come to this plea from the Torah portion, justice, justice, shall you pursue? Perhaps that first justice is for us in terms of judging ourselves, in terms of judging how we approach the issue at hand. And then maybe the second one is for the object or the person or the situation that we are judging. Shalom.